Chronicles of Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Season 3, Episode 3, A Sword from Over 300 Years Ago. Ronnie, what did you think about this episode? A Sword from Over 300 Years Ago, a.k.a. the best episode of the season thus far, a.k.a. the best episode maybe of Demon Slayer for one year's truly, Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie, okay, very hot take. Coming right out of the gates with that. In the reaction, I said top five... After rewatch, after editing the reaction, after living in this episode for approximately 15 hours, it's a really good episode, It's dude. very good. I, I will give it a top three. I will give it a top yeah, three of the entire series. That, and that I was being a little... I'm still going top five, top three, probably about right. Because um, the first... Ha- I mean, the first three minutes here that we're getting ready to get to is... Some anime. Some of the best moments of this episode. Some wacky, wacky doodle animation <laughs> business going on. But from the time that that shaky hand sneaks in the door to the end of the episode, wow. Wowzers. Yep. Hey, show, can I have my socks back? Because you knocked them off. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that want to check out the reaction, go to youtube.com slash Ronnie and chat. Check it out. You got to do it. You got to. Give us a sub and then come back and listen to this. We're going balls deep into this. That was just, you know, barely, we're barely in there. Mm-hmm. We're just halfway. Right. Now we're balls deep. Yes. Which isn't that much further, but. Right. With us, it's about half an inch further. Anyways, going into the episode, we start off with the sword that is from over 300 years ago. Literally. Mm-hmm. It's inside of this doll. The little kid says that the steel from the Sengoku period, which was the period 300 years ago, is some of the best steel ever produced. They don't make them like they used to. They don't. He's basically saying, Tanji, you got to take this sword because it's going to be incredible. Okay, It's going to be the best looking sword. When you unsheath that thing, it is going to look so good. It's going to blind you. That's how pretty it's going to be. And Tanji's, of course, like, oh yeah, definitely. That Yeah. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. I used to think it was losers, sweepers. Sweepers? Yeah, just like, because it blended together. So I always thought that's what it was. Like swiper no sweeping? Well, yeah, and I thought too, I was like, when you see people sweeping, like a lot of times you think, oh, those are, you, they lost a bet. They had to sweep the floor today. I'm sorry I said swiper no sweeping. I know that's not the line. You know what the line is, of course. Swiper no swiping. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that hard of a math quiz? One of the best villains of all time. Keep going. You know, we're in the content game, so I'm just constantly being infiltrated by content. And I saw where the girl who did the voice for Dora is really milking milking that teat on Instagram um, or in TikTok, which, I mean, good for her. You know, you got something. But my takeaway, way younger than I would younger looking than I would have thought. Wouldn't you have thought by now she was like a 40-year-old woman or something like that, being like a professional voice actor? Yeah. Yeah, she's like looks like she's our age. Like she was 13 when she was doing it. She looks very... Really? Was Dora... I thought Dora was even older than that. Like, like before our time? Like when we were like seven or eight, or was it a little bit later? It was, no, Yeah, so a little bit after our time. Okay. Yeah, like my brother was more into Dora than I ever was. Okay. I was a Blue's Clues man. Yeah, Blue's Clues was awesome. What was that guy's name? Blue? Blue. And Steve. Yeah. Don't forget about Steve. Steve. It fell off a little bit with Joe. I mean, I appreciated Joe, what he did, what he tried to bring to the Blue's Clues program. 
but Steve was really the glory years. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the end of Death Note when they bring in Nier. Yes, that's yep. You wouldn't know because you've watched five episodes and quit. So well, I'm not actually. One of the only I'm actually the one that. that puts you on to Death Note, so you're welcome. Well, it's weird that you if quit. You hadn't, if that I one. hadn't told you about it, you never would have watched it. It was getting, it was getting so good, and then you just quit watching. True anime fan over. I saw where it was going. Right I was like, oh me. yeah, I see what this writer's done. Anyways, Tanji finally obliges to taking this katana, but when he unsheathes it, what do you know? Very rusty. Okay, surprisingly very rusty. And a bit dusty. And dusty. Then all of a sudden, we see a giant mammoth of a baby-faced, stupid masked man start to come this way from the forest. I can't let it... See, this is the way you are with anime. I can't let it slide. You did all those notes like everything was perfectly normal yeah. and like it wasn't the most ridiculous two minutes where they were mean? like where they were like, Oh, Zenitsu's not in this season, so what we have to do is for these first two minutes we have to have these two freaking out about the sword in such a way that like uh the kid is standing on Tanjiro's quads while he's Tanjiro's holding his arms as if they're doing some sort of gymnastics routine. Yeah, and what do you what's wrong with that? Is that not normal? With the reddest faces. But yeah, then we go into the OP. We come back. Turns out that this mammoth of a man is Mr. Haganazuko. Uh, Confident, I like it. Which is, and I had in parentheses Japanese voice, just to make sure that I did say that in a Japanese voice. (laughs) That's the key. Which is Tanji's personal swordsmith. Who's always angry at him, okay? And now, what do you know? He's freaking jacked. Is it Tanji's... It's not Tan... Well, it kind of is, because they say that he doesn't... No one else really uses him. Yeah, it's almost like his personal... Right. Which he might He might do a couple other, like, Demon Slayer people, but Tanji is, like, basically the only one that he makes. Yeah, I was getting ready to fight you on that, but they were basically... I mean, they've said the guy's such a... Such a crybaby and so uptight that no one else really uses him. So it kind of is his personal. Mm -hmm. He then insists on fixing this damn thing, okay? He comes out right at the perfect time. If you could hire one personal thing to do this one thing for you at all times, what would it be? Like, you could go, you could do driver. Um, nope, not la- picking that one. Uh, like a, I'll say a maid. So uh, like it's not just uh, doing laundry. Like they would do laundry. They could do. Um, they'd like wash your, your sheets. They oh your- yeah, that's what I would do. Really? Maid. Where they do laundry, clean my sheets, have all my clothes folded and ready, and I can do whatever else. I think I'd have to go. I mean, I know my way around the kitchen, um, but maybe like a Monday through Friday ordeal. <laughs> Chef. Wow, a guy that knows his way around the kitchen and acts like he loves cooking wants to hire a chef. What do you know? Yeah, it's How really the turns of table. It's really when you uh, start doing the slimmer roof of 22 and a bunch of stuff is just composed of eggs and chicken that, you know, your lust for cooking dies down a little bit. I mean, you still know what you're doing in there, but. But, it, but it's easier. Think about it. It's actually easier. Yeah, it's easier, but it's not as fun, and I wish someone else could just do it and just be like, oh, here you go. And then Saturday, I'll get wild. See, mine are pretty simple, so I don't mind doing that if if it just takes a couple minutes, but... Really, it's the dishes, too. That that is huge. Now, you didn't say... Technically, the maid could be cleaning the dishes as well, so... Yeah, but I think the maid, she stays out of the kitchen. 
I don't know. You can make her do some things. I would make that bitch do something. Whoa, dude. No, she up. Oh, she quit. Up, oh, she quit. And doesn't. She she worked one day. Now she's I'm gone. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Nope, too late. I didn't mean that. Wash your own laundry. Dang it. Damn it. This is why every girl's left me. So, all of a sudden, we see another man pop up. Okay, this is potentially this guy's gay partner. We don't know yet. He comes up and he starts tickling him. Okay, he just starts tickling him out of nowhere and he collapses. This erotic gentleman explains that he always goes limp for a while after being tickled. Mm-hmm. Now, Ronnie, something about tickling, you either tickle a little child yeah. when you know, you're know you playing with them, you're, ta- you're taking care of them, it's all fun and games, or you're flirting. There's two ways of tickling. It's either a little kid yeah, or you're flirting with potentially a, an older partner of yours. So what I'm saying here is that this giant man, this has got to be his boyfriend, right? It's, is I mean, it's a little it's... sus. Yeah, any tickling is definitely a little sus. What you graduate into uh, with your friends is jabs. Like, I don't I don't tickle Travis. You know, I, I give him a jab in the side. Yes. He's like, whoa, what? stop it. Exactly. Um, now, what or I will massage. do. massage. This is kind of, well, it's not really actually tickling at all because it's related to pain. Travis really doesn't like his, um, like, anything going on with his toenails. So if I'm ever in a spot where I find his big stinky foot in my face, I'll grab a hold of it tight and I'll grab his big toenail and I'll start pulling it back and he freaks out. That's messed up. Dude. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you get for keep that foot away from yeah. me. Yeah, you're not just gonna sit there and tickle his feet. No, <laughs> you can't. You can't do that. <laughs> no. Maybe if I had my spare feather in my right. pocket, I'd pull it out. And... Like I can remember, we used to tickle my little cousin until he peed his pants. Really. So he's, you know, probably four or five years old. We just keep tickling him till he says, I'm peeing my pants. And then we would just keep doing it. And then what What do you know? He'd pee his pants because you just kept going. Like, that's that's the type of tickling I'm talking about. Where you, It's like torture tickling. That really is torture. <laughs> yeah. It's one of it's a weird thing. Tickling. I'm glad I, I'm glad I've aged out of it. Yeah. And, when, and when you get to this age and, and your Lord knows a woman's not tickling. And you're, <laughs> you're tickling another grown man. It's got to be affection. Like, that's definitely a sexual thing, I feel like. I haven't been tickled in years. So, this guy was so angry with himself that he just decided to get jacked. Okay? (laughs) This is the type of masculinity that I love. Okay? Instead of getting all depressed and down on yourself. (laughs) Right. You just give up. You just just wallow in your own sorrow and sadness. No. What does he do? He goes to the mountains with another grown man, gets tickled. And works out extremely hard. Right. Oh, well, we're still waiting for our better help, uh, our better help discount code. It's not coming. So you know what I'm going to start recommending? Not therapy. Go to the woods with another grown man. Lift some logs. Come back shredded. You'll Go feel better. Go out back to Brokeback Mountain with another grown man. Right. And lift some Break weights. back because well, don't break your back. You follow proper form. That's what you mean, right? Broke back. Yes. So. Most swordsmen, like we said earlier, cannot stand this guy, okay? He's just, like, mentally ill, basically. Mm-hmm. He just gets very angry. He gets very... He's just a weird dude. But this man is now determined to work hard for Tanji. And then, what do you know? The little kid starts making fun of him. He grabs the little kid by the throat, okay? I'm not saying this little kid deserves it, but he semi-deserved it. 
And then all of a sudden, a tickle fight ensues. <laughs> and yeah. the- if it one on one tickling is one thing, what about a three on one? Yeah, three on one. That that's not as bad. Like it ma- if, that's what I was. Gonna, it makes it better. It right? It makes it better. One on one, it's a little. <laughs> sus. Why does it make it better? Because you got six. You got like. Yeah, you got six hands coming at you, so it's just not as weird. I yeah, don't know. six hands. For whatever reason, the idea of, like, if I'm just tickling you, wow, super weird. If I get two of our buddies to come over and we pin you down and just start tickling you, you're going to be mad, but we're all going to have a hoot, hootin' time. Especially if you say tickle while you're tickling. Like, if you just came up to me and started tickling my side and you, and you went, tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like... Right. Very strange. But if we come aggressively as the tickle monster. Now, the only tickle I like is when somebody shoots a basketball shot and you're defending them, you tickle their armpit while they're with the follow through. Oh, I hate that. And you say tickle. I hate, I'll still to this day, I, if I'm laying in bed and I put like my arm above my head, you know, just because it feels good for a second, like I'm stretching out. You tickle yourself? yourself? No, no, heck no. Oh. I have to put my arm back down. I don't like my pits being exposed. Really? No. They don't look good? I feel, no, I mean, they look fine. Um, I think anyways. One time a girl asked me if I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, she asked if I trimmed my uh, pit hair because it looked well manicured, and I'd never done that before in my life. But I said yes. I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're like, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll just do a little cleaning up. And she's like, good, I, I like that. Tickle it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> the man then gives Tanji a sword to hold on to while he takes the 300-year-old sword to just fix it, basically. And this sword must suck because they don't spend a lick of time on it. They're just like, ah, oh, here you go. I know. I don't know what's going on here. This guy is a little sus. I still don't know if he's actually going to fix this sword. What do you think? It doesn't seem... I mean, he's done everything else. He's ripped now. I don't think he's got anything going on. So, he better... He better fix his sword is all I'm saying. But also, like, how are the other um, swordsmiths going to feel about this guy getting to do this? You know what I mean? Right, because he's nobody even knows where he's at. He's been hiding in the woods, this working sword, out with another grown man. Right, and this sword is of legend. Like, th- surely all of them have been talking about this for three hundred years, and now he's just gonna waltz back into town after going missing and being like, "Yes, yes, I will be the one to smith the shit out of the sword," <laughs> and they're all just gonna be like. Oh, okay, you just go on a rendezvous in the woods for three weeks, and we've been sweating our balls off yeah. here, making sword after sword, and you get to do it? You go hang out with Jerry in the woods, shirtless, mm-hmm. for a few months, just getting jacked and getting tickled? I'm just saying, I'd be a little upset about it. So we move on, we go to like nighttime now, and it's Tanji eating some sort of food. I was hoping you had an explanation for this food, since you're the food guy. Here's the thing about Tanji, man. I, You know me, I love diving into the food. He just constantly eats different varieties of rice cakes. That's all the guy yeah. likes. So uh, he really loves them. Um, there's other names for them that I can't think of right now. But yeah, I, I just... I don't know. To, like, give me a little protein. Show me a little protein somewhere right. that I can dive into. I don't know how he's getting any stronger with just rice cakes. It's you know? just ridiculous. 
So he's explaining that it's going to take about three nights to fix this sword to an unknown person at this point. Um, we then see that, what do you know, it's Ginya, the angry lad. He actually went and ate food with this guy. And this guy's pissed. He's like, why are you acting like my friend and telling me this random story that I don't, I don't care about? This is another Tanji moment where he just talks and talks and no one, a lot of people just don't care what he's saying. Right. And Ginya, I mean, credit to him. They are not a whole lot of people. And I think there are a whole lot of people who wish they had the audacity to be able to say, hey, guess what? Don't care. <laughs> Especially to Tanjiro. Stop talking, because don't care. Yeah, and then he mentions, and by the way, you broke my arm. Why am, like? Why are you friend, acting friendly with me? I'm still pissed at you for breaking my arm. Which happened, I guess, it's been like two years now. Well, this was a good point by Tanji. He should have broken his arm. He was disrespecting women. He was. He was. That is uh, definitely something you would have said in that situation. What? You were disrespecting women, so I broke your arm. So, and you, thank you for acknowledging that I could break anyone's arm at any given time that I wanted to. You could on a sneak attack. I'll just give by, it to you. Just by simply squeezing. Tanji starts talking to Ginya about the lost tooth that he had in the hot spring. And he's confused at how he suddenly has it back. And that's when Ginya just tells him, nah, you're just seeing things. Uh, but it acts real strange about it. Like he doesn't want to give away whatever right. it is. Right. I don't understand that. Um, maybe his broken arm was regenerated as well. If he really can regenerate like his teeth, maybe like his broken arm healed within like a day or two. Yeah, obviously I have nothing to go off of. He's got these scars just like his. I'm I'm wondering if the wind Hashira can do the same thing. And I'm wondering if this is something like Tengen was talking about, how his father um, basically tried to make all the children like... What is the word I'm looking for? Immune to poison. They've obviously got scars. So were they just like, they keep cutting themselves and stuff like that until they just automatically regenerated quicker than others, like recovered quicker than others. Yeah, they they were like tortured as children to like get their bodies honed in to being able to heal better. No, it's kind of stupid because that does not work for teeth no matter how you do it. Yeah, the the teeth thing doesn't make any sense. You can't just regrow teeth, but... Like I could see like the broken arm healing faster than like if Tanji broke his, but the teeth thing would be kind of weird. So I don't know what's going on with that guy. That's almost like a whole other side to this uh, to this world that we haven't even explored yet. Maybe he found a really good dentist over in the swordsmith. That's village. what I, I said in the reaction. Veneer. That's what I said in the reaction. But um, there's something a little bit later that you tells can always me he's... find. You can always get the best veneers off land, like in different locations. They really? are in like a secret location. Yeah, if you go to like you've, different. You've looked into veneers. Yeah, cheaper. It's cheaper and it's just as good. Cheaper than than what? If you try to get veneers on. In the United States. Why are you studying so much about veneers? I'm thinking about getting some. Okay. (laughs) So then Tanji leaves, and he starts braiding little Nezzy's hair and talking about Ginya's anger problems. He's just confused on why he's always so angry. So yeah, he's sitting there braiding Tanji's hair, though. Do you have anything to say about this braiding process of Tanji? I... Here's the thing about braiding, right? You... He's gone for a bulky braid, which is fine. I mean, Nezuko, 
her hair is very cute no matter what you do with it, and she seems to love it, which is the most important thing. Um, do you know how to braid hair? No. You've got a sister. How do you not know how to braid hair? Here, let me say that again. No. Dude, not know how to braid hair. I even I know how to braid. Never hair. take the time out of my day to braid anybody's hair. God, I cannot wait for you to be the daughter or the father of four girls and just be braiding from sun be. up to sundown. Yes, you will. Oh my God, no. you are going to be braiding so much. I will hair. not be braiding. I will be shaving hair. They nope. will. If they ask for me to braid it, I will pull out the clippers and I will oh shave it off. Oh my god! Oh, I cannot wait. Everyone, put a bookmark in this episode so when ten years from now, when I you know walk in on Chad for because he's holding a cookout because he's really he's adjusted well and he's being a great father and a great friend still, and he's just like, oh come here, come here, cupcake. Let me braid your hair real quick for the uh, barbecue tonight. And he just sets her up on a counter, and it's just braiding away. You no, know, I will be showing them some of the most iconic women of all time, Britney Spears, Jada Pinkett Smith, how they shaved their hair, and they were completely fine. And that's what they're going to be doing. Well, one of those is not like the other. I don't think she sh- shaved her hair. She's got a very serious illness. Oh, my God. Huh? We've got to get to the bottom of that. It is affecting <laughs> sevens of people. <laughs> Sanji then talks about the beautiful moon outside um, as we cut to this weird masked swordsman. And he's wa- he just got out of the hot spring. It's late at night. It's very dangerous to be late at night walking out of a hot spring with a robe on. That's what this guy's Why? doing. Why? Why is it dangerous? You Because somebody pulls the robe, you're naked. Just like that. In the middle of the night, you don't want to be naked. That's the most vulnerable. It's like pooping. You know how like when you go take a poop in the woods, you wouldn't know this because you're not one with nature. Oh, I've pooped in the woods. Don't you dare. It's the most vulnerable uh, Actually, aspect of an animalistic style is pooping. Yeah, but what you just compared two things that are not at all similar. One is walking clothed at nighttime, from all, and the other one is literally crouching in the open. <laughs> I said it's like it because you're in a robe. You're almost naked. Yes, but everyone knows that um, the best time to be in a hot springs is at night. Hot tub at night. I know. I'm saying walking alone, though. Him walking alone away from the hot spring on a on a path in the middle of the forest. Okay. All right. I'll tell you. I see where you're going with it, but you're mistaken, and I apologize for that. There's one crucial mistake that he does make, and it's not walking alone at night. It's what he did, does, which is wrong, is he approaches vases in the middle of walkways at night. Don't do that. Never approach a vase at night. Just why? Heard it here first. Because you don't know what's going on with a vase, man. So he does approach this vase. Very stupid of him. I will give you that. Um, think about it, though. Would, he, would you rather be walking alone at night yeah. with a robe on or walking alone at night with an, uh, a knight shield and armor on? Which oh, I mean, that uh, well, it depends where I'm at. Am I in a swordsmith village? Yes. Then definitely a robe. Why would I be the dork walking around in armor? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. Because you're so, in this... Just... <laughs> Top of the evening to you. Just coming from the hot spring. I'll tell you why. Because you're in the swordsmith village. There's a lot of swords out there, okay? You never know. 
You never know when a battle will pop up in this place that takes 47 different steps to locate. (laughs) So. Has anyone seen my helm? So he goes to this vase that's sitting on the ground. Goes to check it out. As soon as he touches it, it grabs him, contorts him inside of the vase. Chews him up a little bit, spits him out. All discombobulated. I think he's still alive, or maybe his body is just twitching. Oof. What do you know? It's Gyoko. It's the number five demon, and he's terrifying. Owie. Very owie. I don't understand how this show can sometimes <laughs> do what it does in the beginning of the episode, right. like it did with Tanjiro and that little kid, and then go to this moment and just absolutely contort someone's spine and limbs this is definitely one of the more extreme cases and something i noticed on the rewatch is there's like um this black slime goop that comes out it's almost like a glowing red like it's also hot so not only is he really twisting him up in there <sighs> but then there's also a heat aspect which i just think is over the top really unnecessary now i like what he says here he says well, I don't like what he says. I, I should take that back. He does say that he tastes foul. And he's like, oh, well, what did I expect? This is a grown, honed-in gentleman, you know, full of muscle, fiber, whatnot. Now, what do you think, if you were a demon, would be the best-tasting human? What age, what gender, all, all of that? Um, Because I agree. I think the best, I'll go ahead and say mine, I believe the best-tasting human would be, be about... Go ahead and give me your answer, but just be careful. The best tasting human. Now, this goes from my experience with animals. Mm-hmm. It goes from calves to cattle. Quit to, acting like you know the to, age of all your meats. To full-grown steers. Um, I, I believe it'd be about the age of 12 to 13 would be the best, the ripest human. If you were to devour a human whole as a demon. So what do you think, like what's happening at 17? Well, that that's like that's why a lot of people don't like older uh, cows because they just get beefier, they get stronger, and it's just not it's too much. At seventeen, eighteen, you're getting almost too strong, too okay. bulky. Hmm. All right. Twelve, thirteen, you're like at the ripest age. You're well, about then, to hit puberty. Yeah, so that's what it's like. Right on, right before they hit puberty is basically what you're saying. Yes. Because I was an early bloomer, so I mean, you might you might have missed your mark with me if you had tried to eat me. Well, yeah, no way in heck I'm eating you, brother. I would see you and be like, oh, I'm just killing that guy. I'm not eating him. Um. So I mean, is it not like uh, do you not want like a fat person? No. Why not though? It's see, like Ugh. that would make sense. No, I feel like the best tasting would be a young boy. Hmm. Why do you think guy over girl? I don't know. I just have always thought that. <laughs> okay. Well, I think uh, I think that's like if you if you watch like the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary, he's I'm pretty sure he says something about it too. Yeah. Yeah. He's he did a lot of research. That's for sure. Seems like you've thought about this a whole lot more and the, than me. So I'll uh, I'll step aside and let you. The Promise Neverland. I'm pretty sure like the that's what. Uh, <laughs> which this is also just another random fantasy TV show. But I'm pretty sure they they ripen them up for the age of twelve to. Dude, 13. I thought you were talking. <laughs> I thought you. What is that show called? The Promise Neverland. I thought you were talking about the Michael Jackson documentary. <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing called? 
You remember uh, that? His something Neverland was his like amusement park in his backyard. Yeah. What is that? Michael Jackson theme park. The Neverland Ranch, yeah. Right. But I think that's what this guy's like this demon's kind of saying right here. He's like, what what do you expect? He's like, I'm in a He's like, I'm literally in a town full of swordsmiths. Like, there's right. not going to be the, the best tasting thing. I think what he's implying is, like, women and younger children do taste the best two demons. I think that's an actual Two thing. demons. Yeah, I think that's, like... Because from what we've seen so far, no one really wants, like, the men. Okay. No demon has gone after him. Well, there was one demon that was just like, oh, there's a lot of... A lot of women and children around here. This is gonna be awesome. I don't remember which one it was that said that, but but who could forget that quote? Yeah. Right. You or nailed it. You wait, nailed maybe, it. maybe now that I think about it, that might have been um, what's his name in Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> uh, uh, the bad guy. Now I can't even think. The of him. bad guy. Yeah, we're getting back on that show soon, though. I think right. God, that's so bad. I can't remember season his name. two. The guy inside of Itadori. What is his freaking name? Oh, yeah. Um, God, I almost said something wrong. Everyone shut up. Everyone be quiet. Let's get this. It, um... Dude, we can get this. I I feel like you're not focusing with me. Let's get this. There's no way I'm getting it, dude. You're not even close? Oh, God. Fushi Guru. Yes. Itadori. Oh, it's killing me. Now I gotta look it up. Fuck, dude. Moves on. No. no, when I see it, I'm going to stab myself in the eye. I know. God, I'm just going to type in guy living in Itadori. <laughs> oh, and of course, it, that wasn't enough for him. Make sure you edit some of this. Oh, the the fingers. You got to get all of his phalanges. Phalanges, yeah, of course. I'm finding this way too difficult. Just type in the supreme villain of Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> You're so bad at, at Googling stuff. We tried way too hard. Uh, dude, it will not say. Okay. No. Dude. Sukuna. Sukuna. Okay. And now Goodness. that I said it, I was not going to be anywhere close. No, I wasn't I, either. I have got to rewatch that before we cover it again. Yeah, we'll get on it. Anyways, moving on. So... Gyoko does that with his vase, and then we move on to Genya, who is searching for an old man. We don't know who exactly, and he's in like this random, random little house shed type thing, and he grabs a katana and says, "I must do this, brother." So it's all a little confusing, very vague. They don't really give us too much with him. And don't forget about uh, Huntingu. Uh, trembling on the roof. Right, and then Haunting Goo, we get a little clip of him. He's trembling on the roof saying, thank you, Gyoko, mm-hmm. for showing the way. Somehow Gyoko found this place. I'm not, we don't really know how he found it, but it's pretty wild that they found this place after it's been hidden for this long. Well, and I'm wondering, I, I want to go back. I wonder if Tanji is kind of the reason they found it. Well, remember they sent them the... Uh, Nacho Tar lady sent them to a designated place in episode one, but they almost, I need to go back and watch episode one now because I'm wondering, remember he was like, oh, I found this secret and then Muzan was like, I don't care about it until you confirm it. 
So it was almost like Gyoko found this place somehow, told Muzan, but Muzan was like, until you can prove it. I don't know. Okay. Do you remember that? I do remember that now, now that you say that. So that's very int- the fact that Muzan didn't care is very interesting too though or he that he made him wait out and t- I guess he's he's doing that though because they've let him down so many times well, that-, that or maybe he's just got a tier system of what he cares about like number one blue spider lily uh, number two the f- name of the family that I can't pronounce number three the sw- swordsmith village okay I like that. So we're back to Tanji, who's sleeping peacefully as we then see Tokuto, the Mist Hashira, nice. walks up, pinches him on the nose to wake him up. Very disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, I said to I would stop not breathing. like this. Do not wake me up that way. Two top ways that I don't want you to wake me up. Pinching my nose. Number tickling. two, tickling my armpits. Knew it. So he's asking for the whereabouts of the swordsmith guy that was grabbed by Gyoko. We're presuming. Obviously, he's gone missing. We know why. He got discombobulated. His entire body discombobulated. Tanji insists, though, that they look for these people together. He's also talking about Tanji's swordsmith guy, too. So Tanji says, well, let's just go look for him together. And the Mist Hashira is confused on why Tanji cares so much about other people and is so willing to help help out. Right. Or Yeah. Tanji then says, whatever you do for others comes around to help you as well in the end with a big smile on his face. So what comes around, what goes around comes around is basically what he's saying. Very nice guy of him. He would be the most insufferable motivational speaker ever. Yes, and he wouldn't even be one, if that makes sense. He would be the guy that tries, he would be the guy that tries to be a motivational speaker at like a, a party. He wouldn't like go around and actually do it. He would just randomly go up at an, like an event. Yes, a, and just say it to random and people. And walk into this guy's apartment. It, like if Tanji ever settled down in one spot for so long and it was like his space that he was allowed to do whatever he wished with. So many motivational posters that like mean absolutely nothing if you think about it. That really, it should, it almost looks like a girl's like dorm room or something. Right. Except, you, yeah. Except his would almost be just like any poster he ever saw in his life that said something along the lines of like, Tomorrow is yesterday's today. Make it happen. Yeah. And he'd be like, yes. <laughs> so Lil Nezzy wakes up being all adorable oh, again. Super, I mean, is this the cutest she's ever been? Oh, yes. 100%. She's being so adorable this past episode. And Miss then calls her super odd, which kind of makes Tanji mad. But he asks if he's ever met the strange girl before. To which we then get them all looking at each other, just so adorably. And uh, even they're doing like the little dog thing, you know, when a dog looks at you and you like say the dog's name and then it turns its head. So cute so when cute. a dog does that, yes. They all do that. Very cute moment. I mean, they're still just trying to make my little girl Nezuko into a dog, which I, I have mixed feelings about, but God, she was so cute this episode. She is. I wouldn't mind if Tanji just started like, I don't want her to do anything or him to do anything that you just said. Giving her a little bowl, little bowl of water and food. She doesn't need food. She sleeps. Oh, yeah. Pay attention, dude. So just as this cute moment's happening, we have your boy Hantengu, or as we refer to him as the Ronnie. Yeah, we do. 
Well, this this form. Yeah, yeah. we do. He's this the form. Ronnie demon, every bit of him. He's about to transform into the Chad demon, but right now he's the Ronnie demon, and he comes crawling in out of nowhere. And Tanji and the Mist look at each other like, how did we not sense this guy? That was the craziest part about this moment right here, is that this is literally an upper-ranked demon, and they didn't even smell him. Tanji didn't even smell him until he came inside. And he looks like he smells. Right. He looks very smelly. I really want to know what's going on with this guy. Like, do you think we'll ever figure out, like, the ins and outs yes. of it? Or did they just have, like, a cool idea and they were like, well, what if we just do this? Like, is this we'll his true form? Or, like, he seems completely, like, inadequate now. But yet, obviously, he's doing something to conceal his sense at the same time in this form, right? So he is. But then at the same time, though, he purposefully lets them like kill him or chop his head off. So it's also confusing. But also, but I don't know if this version of him is letting him do that, because even when they like he freaks out a little bit when they and like he's getting hurt. He's like crying and like, please stop, please stop. So it's almost, it's literally just like a mixed personality sort of thing. So when he crawls in, the Mist Hashira instantly uses fourth form, shifting flow slash, but barely catches part of his face and mentions how fast this guy is, even in this form. But then the other thing is, why is he even, why is he here? Why did he just come into this room? What is he doing? Where's Gyoko? Did Gyoko tell him to do this? Well, he did say on the roof, he said, I've got to eliminate the the demons, anybody that uh, stands up to my lord. Basically calling out Tanjiro especially, because we all know Tanjiro saw Muzan, that whole thing right there. But you are right, though. Why is he, is he almost like, did he come with Gyoko? And Gyoko basically said, scout out the area, and then if you find him, let me know, and then we'll attack him together. And he just... Did it anyways? Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't understand how he just he waddles. That's what I want to see. I want to see wrong with him. I want to see the B roll footage of him just crawling through hallways and just barely missing people's eyeline until he gets all the way to this room and crawls in. It's just like so. So one of the theories I have, which kind of throws it out the door now, with, with his head chopped off and he's in different forms, but is that like you just gotta hurt him in all different areas besides his cutting off his head interesting because when you when they cut his face like you said he was like crying in pain Mm -hmm. but then when you cut off his head it like didn't hurt him in this form maybe i would agree but i feel like now now it's too late yeah he's too badass like if you cut one of those guys in the face they're just gonna laugh at you there's got to be another like trigger point where you gotta get him so yeah basically that's what happens their armpits nezuka levels up she goes full demon Tokido slashes the demon's head off. She doesn't go full demon. Well, she's close. She's close. She does transform, though, into, like, her cool body with the the flower tattoos. Yes, Yes. but I think full demon is when she's got horn on her head. Okay, you're right, yes. No horn. She's at the the stage right before full. She's not horny. Correct. So yeah, he cuts off the head, and then that's when we think game over, but Tanji says, no, it's not over. I've dealt with this bullshit before. We've seen the tomfoolery that's happened with the last upper rank demon that I fought. And that's when the 
sliced off head instantly grows into another demon. And then the other part of his body grows into a different demon as well. So there's two different ones. And they're, I call them like the Hawaiian demons almost. Yeah. They're very Hawaiian-ish. Yes. Um, Moana is definitely their favorite Disney yes. film. And one of them gives one swing with his, what, do you, what flower? What do they t- call those fans? I don't know. It is the fan. It's the Hawaiian fan. Is it a Hawaiian fan or is it a Japanese fan? I don't know. What do they call the Japanese fan? I'm going Japanese. Yeah, Japanese war fan or Tessin. So he uses the Tessin, okay? Instantly blows Tokido like 800 football fields away. So uh, my my favorite um, reaction that we've had up to this point doing reactions. Really? Yeah, we did Chainsaw Man. We did Attack on Titan. This was my favorite, like that we have on camera. My favorite moment because they do the fan of the like they do the he fans the oh my god he waves the fan and then there's like a good what feels like eight seconds I think it's actually two and we are both just on the edge of their seat and then what comes afterwards (laughs) blows both of our minds. Yes. Tanji and Nezuko don't get the blunt force of it, so they don't get blown away. They almost do. Well, Nezuko makes a great catch. She does. That's when we then see that these two demons are called Sekuro and Karuko. Good work by you getting the names. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you in charge since you did such a good job uh, every episode from now on. However many this guy splits up into, I'll let you... Uh, get all of the names. I'll let you okay. work on getting the names. It's going to get like 40 of them. <laughs> you just go down a list. Uh, so yeah, they split into two. They both came from Hauntengul. And um, one of them has a dope-ass staff. Probably my favorite weapon of any demon I've seen so far. And it uses electricity type thing. He like slams the ground and it just shoots out this big thing of electricity that zaps Tanjiro to where he can't even almost move. Like, he's about to literally pass out from this. That's when, out of nowhere, Ginya pops up on the roof, shoots a gun at him, Mm -hmm. and instantly decapitates one and almost the other. He misses the other one. Um, Yeah, we got to talk about the gun real quick. I'm mad that... We've been mad this season about all the complicated Japanese names. We really like when they just throw us a bone and give us a couple easy ones. Ginya. Uh, Ginya is a good one. Hauntengu, we've got it now, even though I'm not sure we're saying it right or not. Um, if sounds I had to, cool. If it, I, sounds it, it sounds cool. It sounds cool. That's why I like it, and I'm going to keep saying it. But if I had more of an issue with it, I'd be tempted to nickname this guy Jack. Jack. Why? Jack of all trades, baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Hauntengu just sounds cool, though. It does. Sounds very cool. Even Gyoko is a pretty cool name, too. Yeah, that one's not bad, either. It's really when we get to the Kokushimo and the... Yeah, the number one demon. And whatever the name of the family is. And I like Jeffrey Doma. Yeah, Jeffrey Doma I like. So... Can't believe that guy, that's his actual name. So Ginya... Sp- what is this, a JoJo's episode? Ginya sprints up, slices off the other one with a sword at this point. But it just makes them form two more bodies. So now there's a total of four demons that have all come from Hauntengu. We have a demon. Tanjiro's thinking, well, wait a minute. 
if they split into four, where's the fourth one? As he instantly gets grabbed by a demon with wings, okay? We have a freaking hawk demon with talons. Or griffin. Or griffin, yeah. That's how big those talons look to me. It looked like a griffin. He grabs Tanjiro and just starts flying off with him. They just like so quick, so quick and out of nowhere. And it made me think: Can you remember a flying demon? Have we had one of those yet? No, I can't remember one. I mean, Tanji, he's got to be a little. I mean, I haven't seen planes. This has got to be the highest he's ever been. He's still pretty calm and collected, though. And then we see that the other newly formed demon seems to have stabbed Ginya right in the stomach. So you didn't talk about Ginya's gun. Oh yeah, we need to talk about that up a little bit. Tanjiro says that it smells like a Nichiren sword. Right. So I, what I think it is is like the bullets have some like infused, uh, what do you call it? Like laced, laced, laced bullets that are basically made from like the the sword. Yeah. Some type of material from it, which gives it the ability to do that. So I'm wondering where they're uh, producing that stuff, where they're manufacturing those bullets. Right. At. It makes me. Th- well, if he's the wind Hashira, maybe they have, he's not the wind Hashira, but his brother is. Maybe he uses the wind technique too, and somehow like that allows him to use something like that. I don't know. It would just make sense. I'm the, I'm very interested in their whole. They're doing a lot with that family. Like they got different. We- well, at least this guy. I'm assuming it's his family, but they got different weapons. It, they got different skills. It almost makes me think that wind one's gonna be like the most important. Hashira. I'm almost. I almost was trying to cook up this theory that their family is the family that uh, Muzan was talking Ooh, about. Ooh, that would be sick. But that's just me throwing a little something out there. I don't know. That would be sick. I we do know that the stone one is supposed to be the best, right? But I wouldn't be surprised if like the one we focus on the most throughout the rest of the series would be like this one. Well, that's what's weird. Is it almost makes it seem like that family like the one that Muzan's most worried about isn't even like a Hashira or something. It's almost like he's freelancing. Yeah. So I don't know. All interesting stuff. So Tondrio yells at Nezuko to save Ginya because he sees this stabbing going on as the eagle Gryffindor demon sends a sonic boom out of his throat. Okay, if this guy couldn't get any cooler, he's just got (laughs) the sickest moves ever. But right as he's sending this sonic move out, Tanji's able to counter it with the Hinokami Kagura. Which he's gotten much better at this season, by the way. He has. He's, he's used it a lot now. He's drained a lot of his energy from it. He's kind of honed in on how much he can do, wh- what to do with it. Because he had one earlier during the uh, first bit of chaos when he was fighting Hauntingu that was his best one yet. Like, he really was controlling the, the fire and the sun breathing. Right. He's he's honed in on it for sure. But, yeah, he counters it with that. And I put right here, it was just dope seeing this demon go from the Ronnie demon straight to the Chad demon to where it's just... Yeah, well, Chad, yeah, because he's got, like, multiple, multiple personality disorders. You just never know what you're going to get. No, like, no, 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 because he's flying high. I jump very high. Well, he's sonic boom okay some people say that i've got a, a raspiness to my voice that yeah i could be like a uh i could be a voice actor it comes at you from eight different angles but really doesn't do any damage yeah everyone's fine um and i have a staff there you go you don't have a staff yeah it was given to me as a child you don't from have my, one. my great-grandfather would have seen it by now 
Well, that's the point. If, you, if anyone to. has a staff, that's not how it works. If anyone has a staff, they show the staff to people. That's just the rule. To people of worth. No. Okay. No. All right. Don't believe me. If you ever need anything, though, just know that well, I've got apparently, one. Well, apparently I can't, because apparently you have the one weapon that's like, oh, you can't show it to people. What a stupid weapon. My great-grandfather, when he passed it down to me when I was a young boy, said that you show this to people that are worthy of seeing it, okay? Yeah. And I've shown it to approximately zero people so far, so. Now, I don't have a staff because I'm honest with the audience, but if I did have a staff, they would say, use it for good, you know? Let anyone see it as long as you're helping them. And it's not staff infection. I know what you're thinking. It is not one of those. Now, have I had staff before? Yes. Really? How'd you get it, you think? I believe it was from a friend. Ooh. Locker room. Ooh. <laughs> Tell me more. Actually, no. I'm rubbing up in the locker room. Actually, the more I think about it, I didn't have staff. It was my sister that had it. Uh, oh, the story changes. Yeah. So your sister has the staff. <laughs> she your had... sister is Windy Woo, the homecoming warrior. No, she had the organism staff. I have the actual staff. And do not go snooping through my shit trying to find it. So, Tanji saves himself grabbing onto one of the tree branches. It kind of just... Kind of just softens the the fall a little bit. Yeah, it was funny. He's like, um, he's falling. He's like, oh my god, I gotta grab a tree branch. Then immediately does it, but it doesn't save him. He kind of it slips. Yeah, it doesn't really do much. Um, but that's the thing, though. He actually wasn't too high up uh, because I know the thing started to take him up in the air. Right. It was the kind of height. Like I think even me and you would have been okay. Well. <laughs> Well, no, you got to think about it. <laughs> you got. <laughs> no, dude, let's try. I honestly think because think about it. He was on the ground. They started lifting him up, which took a couple, and then they broke the tree line. He went up a little bit further and then dropped him. So then you have like the tree line to start breaking your fall. That's why we yeah. would have been okay. It wasn't like just straight to the ground. If I had my staff, yeah, maybe, but. Well, too bad it's locked away. That's the thing about you and your staff. You never have it on hand. You never have it handy. Yeah. He then saved... He's laying on the ground now, and he's thinking, gosh, I'm hurting pretty bad right now. <laughs> That's That would have been us. That would have been... And then he turns around to see that, for some reason, this griffin demon is now just one talon and a head. <laughs> Okay. Right. And it's using the sonic boom while grabbing onto his leg, like right there. And then it cuts away, though, before he uses it. He's just charging up that sonic boom. That's the only... I don't know what else to call that That move. Is that a good thing yeah, to call it? sonic boom. Um, but how did that demon do that, dude? Uh, that's what I was confused about. He's literally just one, a little talon head monster. You know what my theory is? What? What if as Tanji's falling... He grabbed a talon, and then the head sprouted from the talon. Dude, he did. You know what? I'm his Hinokami Kagura cut off the talon. <laughs> so everything that he cuts off turns into a head. You think? I'm just saying. Maybe this. You know what? Maybe this guy's sprouting something up. It makes sense now. I didn't. For some reason, I missed this. You're completely right on that. Thank you. When he used Hinokami Kagura, he did cut off his talon. How about that? 
So if, I, but for some reason I didn't think of it when it happened. I just thought he like stopped the attack, but he actually right. did cut him too. He cut him off, and then that head sprouted so, up. So basically, what you have to do is just not cut any part of yes, this guy. Keep him intact. That's but, the number one rule. But then, how do you defeat him though? You got to go for more of a stab technique than a slice. You think you, that's what it is? You're gonna have I, to stab him somewhere. Doesn't that make sense? You you know, put some holes in him. Don't take things off. Where do you think it is though? If he's already split into four different things, is there right. like is one of them like the the head honcho? <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, yeah, yes, actually, we have to find which one is the one that sprouted from the head. We got to stab that one in the head. Was it the, one, the one with, with the, the staff or the one with the uh, the other one that was like crouching down next to it? It's got to be the one with the staff. Come on, what are we talking about? I think it is the one with the staff. It's got to yeah. be. That also, to answer your question, you're like, oh, God, which one's the head honcho? Which one do we... The one with the staff. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. You just got to stab him in the brain. I think that's what that's going to be his vital point, is yep. the brain instead of the cutting off the head. Well, yeah, the brain also would be where uh, the normal haunting goo has that ginormous mole on the or yeah, boil dude, like that's the key they're giving away the secrets that's the freaking that. key that's the key figuring out the show live on the podcast chronicles so i believe sadoku hold on let me see sadoku that's what his name was sekudo sekudo is the head honcho so sekudo is who we need to go after and stab in the brain that is that's the plan figured it out if i'm in the show that's what i'm telling everyone go after the guy with the staff Stab him in the brain. Game over. Yep. I agree. There we go. I agree. So, we move on to the mist man who is seven miles away, away sprinting back to action. So far away. Oh my so God. So far. He sees the small child being attacked by what looks to be a fish demon, but it's mm-hmm. also not supposed to really be a demon. It's like a cursed demon type thing. Did you catch that? No, I didn't catch it. I got to be honest. I didn't catch it because I was just looking at it and thinking, gross. It's very gross. He he mentions something about it being like a. Uh, it almost makes me think like Gyoko can put some curses on some things and cause a little trouble. And I'm gonna catch some flack from this, but uh, for this, but also I just I don't like this kid. I'm with you. I'm not the biggest fan. Of this kid <laughs> I don't like this but kid. So. I will say, somebody left in the comments. We kind of were a little bit harsh on him. Well, nope, not harsh on him. I'm prepared to defend my statement. Okay, so. Tokido is thinking, he's trying to think logically here. He's like, no, I really need to go protect the chief. If this town's under attack, I got to protect the chief, the people that are strong enough to actually fight off against this. I can't be worrying about a kid. Right. But then he thinks of Tanji's words, and it makes him decide to save this kid from this demon curse type thing. He goes up, slices it as the kid is getting his ribs squeezed mm-hmm. very strong to where he I think he breaks about 10 ribs right here. Mm, I heard three cra- I'll give you three cracks. And then the Miss Hashria says hurry up and run to a kid with broken ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that is when I saw a comment on our YouTube because channel. Because I what I was going after umbrage. you. Well, I was taking umbrage in the reaction saying run, you're not running, start running. It's hard when when you're a ten year old child and you've got ten cracked ribs. All right, uh, the defense has the floor. I don't know what they say in court, but I'm the defense after this 
ridiculous accusation. First of all, what the fuck is this kid doing out here? Alright? Why is he here? What's he doing out in the woods, seven miles away from the main spot? I don't know. Stupid. Second of all, alright? Um, be a little bit more with it, right? If you're making swords, know how to use one. How about this? Maybe carry one. He's ten, Ronnie. All Keep going. Carry a sword, alright? Carry a, your your grandpapa gave you a staff at age seven. This kid can have a sword, especially when he's the last in the line of um, a rope. Also, how about this? If he doesn't carry a sword, keep the freaking uh, machine by your side at all times. The machine is exploded, Ronnie. That's that true. That's how they got the sword. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but are the arms working? <laughs> Does he need the head? He could have taken one of the like swords from the thing. Was there an explosion? Was there pyrotechnics involved? Yes. Um, anyway, that was literally the weakest of my arguments. That's fine. Uh, jurors can do whatever they want with that. Throw it out for all I care. Um, also, when someone tells you to run, try. You can try, right? Anyone can try. And then after you try and you can't, maybe this. Maybe this is what you do if you try and you can't. You go, I can't. Broken ribs can't, or you just don't because you can't. No, but all I'm saying is like communication is key, especially in the field of but battle. But what if you can't talk because yes, he's squeezed do you think, inside? Right. Yes. He's yeah. But do you think communication is key in the field of on the field of battle? Yes. So maybe communicate. Okay. Um. Also, Tanjiro. I mean, we saw he had like nine broken ribs and just. And he's a demon slayer. He was doing he's a, not he a was, ten year old kid. He was doing a jazz dance for like four episodes. It was and then he breathed and then he was fine. I've, that's the problem. You, you don't come at me. Don't come at me with broken ribs in the show because I've seen eight people have broken ribs. But and they then, were demon slayers. And they weren't fine. a ten-year-old kid. Demon slayers. Okay, so what? All right. They're fi- Look, they're fighting on broken ribs. All I'm asking this kid to do is do a run. You literally, I can go back and find clips of you being like, oh yeah, people can. People could do stuff with broken ribs. I don't think I've ever said that. <laughs> oh. I've always said broken ribs are the worst injuries Some, you can have. Our archivists, I know a lot of people really do their research on this show. Go back to season one, our season one Demon Slayer coverage, right around that time that they're at that haunted house and uh, Tanji broke some ribs and clip the part where Chad oh, says... Oh, yeah, yeah, I said, I was, this is my exact wordage. Fully grown, trained individuals... That can they can move around with broken ribs, and I and then I think I said after that, most of the time, if a ten year old child has any, he can't move well. So to sum it up for all of the jurors, one, don't be outside at night if you don't have any skills whatsoever. Two, communicate. Three, don't look at vases. Three, have a sword because literally all the Miss Hashira had to do was just like skip into the scene, skip into the scene and do one slash, and the thing was completely obliterated. And then four, just be a little tougher. Number four, rub some dirt on it. End of episode. I'm super excited for the next one. I want to just see battle. And where do you think Gyoko is? Do you think he's going to... I think that the Mist Hashira on his way to go fight is going to be stopped by Gyoko. He's going to be busy fighting him while literally Tanjiro and uh, Ginya have to fight off and upper themselves. And Nezuko. Got Don't Nezuko. forget about Nezuko. And the lo- where's the love? love? I think love will show up and help out 
Tanjiro, but I wouldn't. I think that'd be super cool to see like Mist versus Gyoko, just a one on one while that's yes. happening. Like number five versus, yeah, yeah, I would like that as well. And I think you're probably right because I feel like he's around. He's the reason for the evil Magikarp, right? Yes, the okay. evil Magikarp, correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, great episode. Can't wait to see what what else we have in store for this season. Um, yeah. Other than that, check out the Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. We shoot the shit on there. You want to talk about your content game recently? I've really been up in my content creations. Um, I've been directing, so don't act like, well, not that you're acting like. For people <laughs> for people wondering, you're like, oh, where's Ronnie in the content? I've been directing. I'm a yeah. great director. No, no, Ronnie, I've always said that about Ronnie. He's great at directing. Um, some people call us the content factory. I've seen a comment say that. I don't remember where it was, so don't go looking for it. Right. Some people have said it. People have said it though. And but yeah, dude, we're killing it on the content game. We're no, dude, it's it. really funny. I've been laughing all week at the fact that you literally you recorded a TV screen for TikTok and Instagram. All those short things are so stupid. Chad recorded a TV screen for seven seconds, and then it did twelve thousand views on. YouTube shorts or what was it? Instagram. No, Instagram. Instagram. It's, it's got 13,800 for some <laughs> so reason. So stupid. And, and the then way. the one we spent time on has like 250 two, plays. Well, we got to talk about that after we get off uh, the air because I got some conspiracy theories I want to lay on you. Oh, okay. All right. Come at Ronnie and Chad for all those. Check us out. Check us out. We'll talk to you next week. I've been Chatty. I've been Ronnie. Peace. Peace.